Good morning. This is Pastor Bill at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno. Uh, i got a little message for you this morning. Uh, I've entitled it Eternity in Heaven. And there's some things I would kind of like to look at this morning. Uh, most people don't realize or they don't think about that this body that we live in is not at the present time when we pass what goes to heaven. Your body right now is not the real you. God gave you a spirit, a soul, and a body when he created you. Your spirit is the real you. Your spirit is the same type of being that God is. And since God will never die, just like God, we will never die because of our spirit. Your spirit is what God made when he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. See, your spirit is the real you. It is the part of you that lives on after your physical body dies. And your spirit is the part of you that has a relationship with God. You know, the Bible tells us, it says, when you worship God, you must worship him in truth and in spirit, for God is spirit. So the image that God made us is in his image is a spirit. That is our main person. Of course, we have this body. The, the, this body is really just the house in which the spirit and the soul live. You say soul, yes, your spirit and your soul. Okay, your spirit is the real you. That is the image that uh, God created like him. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. Your soul and your spirit house in this body. This body is just like, it's just like what the Bible calls it. It says it's a house or a tent in which we live in while we are here on earth. Your spirit is the real you. It's a part of you that lives on after your physical body dies. And your spirit is the part of you that has a relationship with God. It is your spirit that you have the relationship with God. It's your spirit that whenever you pray, uh, worship God, it's with your spirit. And just like I mentioned a while ago, it said that when we worship God, we must worship him in truth and in spirit, our spirit, because God is spirit. So it is actually our spirit worshiping and talking with God who is spirit. You know, in Proverbs 20, 27, it says, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. Our spirit is, is, is the lamp of the Lord. It says it's searching all the inner depths of his heart. God looks at our heart with his spirit. He looks, at, he looks at our heart. He knows whether we are faithful. He knows if we're truthful. He knows if we truly love him. He knows if we truly believe. See, there's not anything that God does not know about us. It says he searches the depths of our heart. And you know, really, it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaketh. That's what the Bible says. It's what's really down in your heart that speaks. I did a sermon one time, and I entitled, What's in the Whale Will Come Up in the Bucket. Remember the old whales we used to have, and, and uh, the bucket would go down? If there was bugs, if there was trash, and it was on the top, 
whenever you brought that bucket back up out of that water, all that stuff was there. Well, see, God sees that. Our heart speaks what we really feel. Sometimes we say, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Well, really you did. It just came out and you weren't ready for it to come out. But that's what you was thinking because it was there in your heart or it wouldn't have come out. But, you know, like I said a while ago, your spirit is what God connects with. That's, that's, and that's what he speaks to. And that's where his relationship is, is in our spirit. His, our relationship with God is spirit and spirit. Since your spirit is the immortal part of you and how you connect with God, you know, you really ought to be sure to know where you're going after death. You know, I've done a number of funerals, and I always pretty well will tell the pers- the people, the family at that funeral, I said, when you pass by this coffin and you look in there at Miss Smith, that is not really her. That is just the house in which she lived. The real Miss Smith is now in heaven with God. So one day this body will join the spirit and be with God for all eternity. But for right now, until the rapture all takes place, it's your spirit that goes to heaven to be with God. And, uh, you know, it says here, the Bible says that when you die, you go directly to one or two places. You know, God's telling us right straight out that we, when we die, that, that our spirit is either going to go to one or two places. For those who are saved, physical death of the body will be the day your spirit goes home to heaven for all eternity. In 2 Corinthians 5.8, it tells us, and this is Paul speaking, he says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be at our spirit. When the physical body dies, our spirit leaves the body and goes home to be with the Lord. That is what Paul is saying right here. And when we die, it says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And you will join the Father in heaven. But now, for those who are not saved, they will not be able to join the Father in heaven. Their, nest, their destination will be hell. Like that's, God says we've got one or two places that we go, heaven or hell. There's no in-betweens. There's no holding spots or anything like that. It's either heaven or hell. And after physical death, there is no change in your mind. Oh, I, hey, boy, I really messed up. I should have received God when I was here on, on this earth. Well, there's no change in your mind. After physical death, there's no turning back. You have made your decision. Matter of fact, in Luke 16, 26, it says that there is a great divide or gulf or, or, or <clears throat> excuse me, there's a great divide or gulf between heaven and hell. And it's, it, it's like a real deep gorge that you cannot cross over. And it says that no one can cross over them. In other words, if you are in hell, you cannot cross over to get to heaven. And if you're in heaven, you cannot cross over to where hell is. You choose where you're going to be before death. That is why it's so important that we realize who we are, who our spirit is, that we need to get that relationship now with God to to, to get saved, to know that, that our destination, when something does happen to us, is going to be heaven. 
And you know, and that's one thing about it. We never know the day of our death. It, and it says, for, for it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. We all have an appointment. We just don't know when that appointment is. And that's in Hebrews 9.27, that we have an appointment with God. Now, God knows the day of our birth. He knows the day of our death. But we don't. We can just be ready when that day comes. Whenever, that, whenever God looks down and says, today is your day that you will come home to me. I hope he's talking to you that you're going to come home to him, that you're not going to be in hell. You know, it said, uh, but for those who are not saved now, they will not be able to join the Father in hell because their destination will be hell. And while you're here on earth, just think about it. While you are here right now, you have every chance to be saved. You have every chance to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to know where, you will, where your spirit will go. But after death, your decision has already been made, <clears throat> and God is going to honor that decision you made. You have that. You, it, it's up to you. It said, <clears throat> it said that God gave us a free will to make our own decisions. God wants us all to be in heaven with him. That's his love for us. But many of us, don't believe. We don't believe in Jesus. We don't believe in God. We just believe in the here and now that there's nothing after this. Well, that's not what the Bible says. And God is a God that cannot lie. What God has said, you can bank on it. You can count on it. And you can, and, and you know, a lot of people think, well, I'll do a lot of good stuff, you know. I'll, I'll do some good works for God. Well, you can't earn your way to heaven by your good works. You cannot get to heaven through some other religion, some other God, or an idol. You cannot get to heaven that way. The Bible tells us there is only one way to the Father, and that is through His Son, Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, Jesus said in John 14, 6, He said, I am the way, the only way, the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. What does he mean, I can't come to the Father except through him? That's believing that Jesus Christ came to this earth. He died on that cross for your sins, that he is the Son of God. And when he died on that third day, he arose, and now he sits at the right hand of God. We're believing Jesus is who Jesus said he was, the Son of God. And when we do that, it says, For whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Romans 10, 13. You know, I like that, whosoever. Many people out there right now, that's what's holding them back from coming to Jesus Christ. They simply just say, I've done too much stuff in my life. Jesus can never forgive me. Jesus would never take me. That's not what Jesus says. For whomsoever shall call upon me with their heart and believe, then they shall be saved. Your past can disappear. Your past can be gone. You know, see, it's our sin that separates us from God. And the only way we can come back to God is through his son, Jesus Christ. The perfect sacrifice. That's why Jesus came. It said he was without spot or blemish. Jesus never sinned. Oh, he had the opportunity, but he never sinned because he was God. 
And you know, it says that God cannot look upon sin. God cannot lie. You know, when, whenever God talks about sin in our life, he's being honest with us. He's saying, this is one thing that I cannot accept. I cannot receive you into my presence. If you're living in sin, if you have sin in your life, and you're not confessing that sin, you're not getting rid of it. We have to confess that sin. If you make a mistake, go to Jesus. Go to Jesus and say, Lord, I, I, I messed up. I made a mistake. I didn't mean to do it, but it happened even before I knew it. See, temptation come into our life. And we, we succumb to that temptation. You know, it says in 1 John 1, 9, it says, For whosoever shall confess their sins, Jesus Christ is faithful, he's just to forgive them and to cleanse them from all their sins. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to forgive you. He wants you in heaven too. And so since we cannot pay for our own sins, that's why Jesus came. He came and died on that cross for you. And he paid the penalty or he paid the price for your sin because you couldn't do it. He gave his life so you could be reunited with the Father. Reunited or reconciled. The Bible says reconciled, but that's the same thing as reunited. You know, to, to be brought back to the Father where we can spend all eternity with him in heaven. You know, we've got a choice. We can either spend eternity in heaven or we can spend eternity in hell. And from what I've read in the Bible about hell, that is one place we don't want to spend eternity. We don't even want to go there. And the only way we can miss it is through Jesus Christ. So you ask, many people, you know, you say, well, everybody knows how, how you get saved. Well, ev evidently they don't. Because I've had a number of people ask me, well, what do I have to do to get saved? Is there certain scripture? Is there certain things? Is there a place in the Bible that I can read to tell me how to get saved? Well, yes, there are. Romans 10, 9, and 10 is a good example. And then just like I said, Romans 10, 13. But it's faith. It's believing in God. It's coming to God, asking for forgiveness, getting your life changed, so that you can be changed. You know, Jesus said, how do I get saved? Jesus said, you, you must be born again. And he's like old Nicodemus. He says, born again? How can a man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? I know that born again sometimes may be confusing, but what it's saying you're starting all over just like a little bitty baby that has never sinned, never done nothing. And this is simply means it's making Jesus the Lord of your life. Turn away from your old life. Turn away from that life you lived and accepting Jesus as your Savior. Well, is there anywhere in the Bible that kind of tells me what this is like? Yes, there is. 2 Corinthians 5.17. And you've all probably heard it, but this, this is one of my favorite verses. It says, Therefore, if any man receives Christ, he is now, at that moment, a brand new creation or a brand new person. And all the old things in that person's life has passed away. They're not there anymore. And all things become new. That's being born again. That's being born again. Everything, when you accept Jesus Christ, your past is gone. And many people can't get past their past.
They can't get past their past. But Jesus said, I will remove it. I'll take it away. I'll forgive your sins, and I will never remember your sins again. I will cast them as far as the east is from the west. Your sins will not be brought up again by God. God has done away with your sins, and he sees them no more. But I'm going to tell you right now, you do have one person out there that's going to keep bringing your sins up and tell you you're not worthy, and that's Satan. He's going to remind you, well, you remember all that stuff you done when you was younger and when you was growing up? Well, God can't forgive that. Yes, God can forgive that if you'll come to God with your heart and believe in faith and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that all that past is totally, completely erased, gone like it never happened in the eyes of God. And that is what counts. You know, if you're out there today, and maybe you pull out some of the things I've talked about, maybe some of the things I said, maybe you're one of those persons that said, well, you know, I just God could just never forgive me. Well, he can. And, you know, I have put together a prayer. And I would like, if you need to receive Jesus Christ into your heart, if you need to come to Jesus, if you need to start a brand new relationship with God, and you need to know that your spirit will join God in heaven, be certain that something happens to you, you're going to be in heaven and not in a burning hell. If you'll pray this prayer with me and mean it in your heart, would you pray with me right now if you need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ? Dear God, I believe Jesus died on that cross for me. I believe his blood paid for my sins. I believe that he rose again. And now I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I hold nothing back. I give it all to him. And as you help me, I will live for Jesus every day. I receive the forgiveness Jesus purchased for me. I'm receiving that forgiveness right now. I'm receiving his forgiveness. And I thank you, Jesus, that my past is gone that I am now your child. I'm part of the family of God today and forever. And I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. You know, if you've prayed this prayer, I want to tell you right now, the angels in heaven are singing. They are rejoicing. For one sinner who comes to God, the angels rejoice. Are they rejoicing today? Is there somebody out there that needed to come to Christ? You know, I know I, I, I mentioned this a lot, but this is so important. Salvation. That is the only way to heaven. There is no other way. So without salvation, without you accepting Christ into your life, you have only one destination. And I've told you what that is, and that is a burning hell for all eternity. So you have to make that decision yourself. Nobody can make it for you. You have to decide whether you believe in God or whether you don't. If you believe in God and you want him in your life, invite him in and he'll come. If you don't, that's up to you. God's not going to force you. As much as he wants you to invite him in, he'll never kick your door in and just come in. You have to invite him. That's, that's, that's just the way God is. He will not force you to do anything. So if you're out there today and you need Jesus Christ into your life, ask him. Simply invite him in by asking him with your heart. Mean it in your heart and Jesus 
will come in and he will abide with you forever. So, if you're out there, I pray God that you will accept Christ. But that's what I wanted to bring to you today. And uh, I just want you to know that I bring these messages not to make you feel bad or anything like that, but it's simply because I love you. And I want to see you in heaven. I want you to be in heaven. And you're the one that's going to make that choice. You know, there's going to be many people on the day of judgment that are going to stand before God and they're just simply going to look around and they're going to see that burning lake of fire out there that, that, that the unbelievers are going to be cast into. And they're simply going to say, why didn't I believe? Why didn't I listen to the preacher? Why did I listen to the world? Why did I not believe? It's too late. It's too late then. You believe now? and have eternal life in heaven with God. And all your family and friends that have gone before you, it's going to be a great reunion. I hope to see you in heaven. So until next Wednesday, God bless each and every one of you. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for anybody out there, Lord, that has heard this, this message and they have said yes to you. I thank you for the people out there that are listening to the message that may pass this message on to their family, their friends, and to their loved ones. Lord, time is getting so close. The end is getting closer and closer. And we don't know what day the trumpet shall sound. And Christ shall return and take out his church. Take us back to heaven. So Lord, just let us all be ready. Be ready for heaven and for eternity. Lord, those out there that maybe be going through some sickness or anything, Lord, I pray that you'll just touch them mightily by your Holy Spirit. Heal that sickness, Lord, and just above all, let them know it was you and your love, and they was healed because you love them. Lord, if there's somebody out there that has not said yes to you, I pray, Lord, that you would just urge them to come to you. You're not going to make them, but I, I, I just pray you would urge them to come. Lord, Thank you for all you do. Thank you for being our Father, for being our Lord and Savior. I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'll see you next Wednesday. God bless each and every one of you.